Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The addition of Jason Peters, we talked about that a lot. Obviously, Nawan has a lot of background with him. And, man, if anything, he's exceeded expectations already in a short time here. So we feel like with Jason Peters, Larry Borum, um, along you know, with, the, with our other tackles, we feel pretty good. It's the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And, uh, and Patrick, that is yet more of maybe word salad i don't know how can you exceed expectations when you oh. just have been there for like that was like two days into his his turn up so i don't know i can't tell i think sometimes people talk because they are required to but i don't know that we're really learning much about it i think the great thing about tonight and i hope they win the game don't get me wrong but the great thing is we're going to learn a lot about them you know, you're yeah. going to learn a lot about the strength of this team, the front seven against a Sean McVay offense, right? Guy's a pretty good coach. You're going to learn a lot about the Bears' offense and how far it is or how close it is against a, a, um, a defense that ranked number one in the league. I get it. They changed coordinators. Raheem Morris is now the, the man calling the shots. He's been, uh, he's been a head coach before in the league. We'll find out uh, how he does with that uh, team, but I would imagine their talent level seems pretty darn good, and they got two of the top five players in the league, arguably, defensive players in the league. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just When I hear Ryan Pace say that and Matt Nagy say what he's saying, I feel like they're lying to themselves. You know, you go into every offseason and you get in camp and you sit with the coaching staff and the first meeting is like, we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's a lot of times you don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think this team believes that, but I think they're trying to – Trying to get those words out there and maybe get those beliefs in the guy. But you're right. This first game, you can take it either way. You know, like I go back to 2006 when we beat Green Bay 26 to nothing. And we knew we were a pretty good team going into that season. But that proved to us we're a damn good team. And we use that, I believe, as fuel and confidence to move forward. Where this game, I think, could go either way for the Bears. You know, if they come out and pull out an upset, they'd be like, okay, maybe we have something. 
But I do think as players, they have a lot of question marks, you know, as many as we do about this team. Are we any good? What are we going to be like? And if they go out there and they show up like the, the, like the Packers did against the Saints, that could hurt them a lot. That could really get them questioning, maybe we aren't this good. And then it's going to be interesting if this does happen for a couple weeks, do we start hearing people say, hey, we need to see Justin Fields. Maybe he's the guy that can help us. But this first game, it's it's it, what the fun thing is, Molly, we get to talk in the post games. So we'll be able to answer those yeah. questions a little bit yeah. better. But yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. But I'm just not ex- uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. But I'm ex- not excited about their their expectations of what they're going to be able to do. But this first game is going to go either way. We're going to either say the Bears might have a chance to be decentish, or like, oh no, this does not look good at all. I, I make a, a a real attempt to ignore a lot of preseason football and to not yes. buy into anything that you see, just because it very rarely carries over. But I do wonder, when we talk about the Bears, there's a couple of things that jump out to me. One, the fact that their their, um, average age is 27 years old, and that's the oldest in the NFL. That's just weird. That's just an Mm -hmm. oddity, and I think it's probably due to the fact that they, you know, had to sign a 39-year-old tackle, that their their tight end is so old, that their backup quarterbacks, and I, I don't know if Andy Dalton is technically a backup or a starter, but eventually will be. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of older dudes and, you know, mm-hmm. I try not to get too worked up about the age of a team, but I think, you, you know, you need young guys to kind of jump up and you need yes. pretty much all of those guys that came in last year, whether it's Jalen Johnson, whether it's Kindell, uh, Vildor, whether it's, um, Cole Komet for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Travis Gibson was drafted higher. You know, you need all of those guys, Darnell Mooney take another there step you go. Yep. to be able to take another step. And Roquan has to be an all-pro, like a, a Pro Bowl-type player. He was close to it, but he really needs to do that as well. There's not a ton of great young players, at least on the surface of this thing. And, and we know, you know, Justin Fields kind of stands alone in that uh, category maybe on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, and you just kind of just what you you rattled off draft picks, and that goes back to Ryan Pace. So these kids have potential, and I think Roquan Smith has taken that step, and I think he can go maybe another step and be it like you said an All Pro. But these young kids need to step up and fill the shoes or fill the role that they were drafted to be. You know, be be the great player. Darnell Mooney needs to be that, you know, number one and a half wide wide receiver, as good as Allen uh, um, Allen Robinson. Cole Komet needs to be that stud tight end we see in all these. Kansas City offenses. All these players, you said, they need to step up to the to the level of Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack, and then Eddie Jackson when he was playing well. That's another player that needs to step back up. Um, and if they can step up and the tackles can hold up a little bit, then maybe we can be a little bit more comfortable. But again, we've done this whole show for uh, two hours now, and it's been a question mark about everything. And that's why I'm excited to see when we get out to a real game. But I just don't feel real comfortable about it. But it is. It's up to those young guys to take that step. And be, be game plan changers. You know, the ones where you go into the week and the coaches are like, oh, man, look at this wide receiver. Look at this safety. Look at this, you know, whatever. We have to game plan like the, like the Rams have with Aaron Donald and, and, and Jalen Ramsey and guys like that that you have to game plan for. So, you know, hopefully they can take that step. And this is a good chance for them today. And I'm looking forward to watching it. But this is going to be a super test. The, the other thing from the preseason that really jumped out at me, and again, I, I'm trying not to overreact to anything, um, their coverage units were awful. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they could kick field goals. They could punt. They, that was all fine. They could not cover a kick. Sure. And it was, I get it. 
it's maybe, you know, you're going to get more help on special teams come the regular season. But, man, it just looked awful. I mean, it looked just shockingly bad. It was bad. And I think the two biggest players, you know, on the punt team, let's let's break down punt first. You're missing Cordero Patterson and Sheriff McManus, who yep. are two top-tier gunners. Um, you know, you miss those two guys. That's your speed guys. They're doubling those guys. So the guys inside have single one-on-one blocks. They can get down the field a little better. But going back and watching the tape, and it, and it stuck out to me the last game against the Titans, the first two games, Pat O'Donnell was just kicking the crap out of the ball, right? He's hitting as high and as far as he can. And what he's doing is, the, you know, these, these preseason games are kind of glorified practices. They're putting these players out there to see if they can cover or not. Well, a lot of them got exposed. A lot of them were slow. A lot of them were bigger tight, end, or, or tight ends, bigger linebackers. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll call out Travis Gibson. I don't think he's great in coverage. So it'll be yeah. interesting today if that's one that, that they can, uh, Jody, uh, excuse me, Jody Camillus can go after. But then if you go to the third game, the Titans game, their coverage was better because Pat O'Donnell started hitting that flip-flop kick, the one that's end over end, started directionally kicking it, put it towards the sidelines, and they didn't have as many big returns and they were able to contain them more. So that was a difference. You get a little bit more game plan. I think that symbol Webster is really going to help. He's a gunner that can go out there and, and, and do a nice job. Um, and then I just I, I feel they're too slow on special teams. That's that's the biggest thing. I just don't think they cover enough ground getting down and, and, and trying to trying to make a play. You need speed in this game with the rules the way they are. You can't hold up as much anymore. You can't be as physical at the line of scrimmage. I think with the speed is really hurting them. But I think Pat O'Donnell can fix that with that high kick. You know, it's a distance. Right. To, to, to hang time ratio, where you just hit it so darn high, you just see the guy waving his hand and waiting for the fair catch, that Pat O'Donnell can help with that. And then early in the season right now, Cairo Santos can just kick it out of the end, the end, out of the end zone. So you can take that part out of the game, especially tonight. So you don't have to worry about that. So I don't, I don't feel as worried about uh, as I did earlier in the preseason. I still think they're not as good as they've been in the past without Cordero Patterson and Sheriff McManus on the punt team. But we'll see what Chris Tabor puts out there. And to me, it's in, it's in Pat O'Donnell's hands to fix, it, to fix the problem. That's interesting you say it that way because I wonder, um, you know, do, do you, as the season wears on, do legs get tired? You know, you say it's the beginning of the season he kicked the ball of the end zone. You know, and I, I get it. The weather changes. The ball's heavier. Right. It's a harder thing to, to deal with. But is there also just a kind of wear and tear of a season at stake with that sort of thing. I, I think, well, I think part of that is too, is some of those special teamers got to come up and play. You know, they got to right. fill in for the guys that are injured and then they're maybe going, you know, gotcha. playing their role on special teams and being a starter. So the one question mark I have today is if Marquis Christian is the starting nickelback, he's a four phase, he's a core player on special teams. You can't have him do both. When I saw he was signed, that's, I told you, I reached out to some personnel people about him and they loved him. They, you know, they were, that's one that, you know, a lot of special teams coaches want to have on their roster because he's their score, uh, core guy, but he's truly like a backup guy when there's injuries. So I don't know if he's going to be playing nickel. If he's not, then great. He's going to be good on special teams. But yeah, I think later in the year as the injuries, uh, you know, start catching up with guys, that's where you've got to find, you know, you're bringing guys up from the practice squad that have never done it and really have never done it in high school, never done it in college because they were, all, you know, they're all conference or whatever players from their, from their college. So I think that's where it catches up to you. I think that the the Duke Shelley not being the answer, and and I'm not I'm not saying that they made a mistake because I don't know that he was playing particularly well right. to begin with, but they did right. mention him as a potential uh, nickel guy who again is like an, an extra starter. Um, but I, I wonder as we look at the two areas where they're left vulnerable, the tackles and the corners. 
Um, Molly, Molly, I, real quick. Yeah. Before we go, can we just let me finish one more thought about special Please. teams? I want to make sure I get this across to Please. the uh, the listeners. Jody Camillus is now the special teams coach for the Rams. Yes. He is a fake machine. <laughs> he loves to run fakes, loves to scheme fakes. And then they have a punter in Johnny Hecker who averages about two or three throws a, a season. You know, the fake, the fake punts. Yeah. He didn't run any last year. He had zero pass attempts. That's one thing I think um, I, I know Chris Tabor's nervous about it because it's just something that Joe D will do. He's the guy on third down. He'll be in the coach's ear. We can run it. We can run it. We can run it every third down. So the special teams unit has to be on their uh, their toes for Jody Camillus and Johnny Hecker possibly coming up with something fun because Jody wants to run a fake every game, but obviously it's up to the head coach. So just the listener here, just just make sure you keep a lookout for that because I wouldn't be surprised if Jody has something drawn up, especially because you have the, all the offseason, all the preseason to practice these plays over and over and over. And once you run it once, it, it gets thrown to the wayside, and then you got to put in a new one, and you kind of only have a week or two to put it in. So I know all the special teams coaches, they really want to run their fakes early because they've been working on them so hard. I, I got to tell you, I, I wonder if they'll need it. You know what I, I know, mean? I know. I, I, what, I, agreed. I, that's a terrible thing to say. No, but it's a, agreed. And then, and then I, when, I, when I talk and, and I ask the question to, to Olin about, um, you know, do you like a rotation on the offensive line, I also wonder if they'll need it. Like, mm-hmm. how many plays are we anticipating the Bears running? It would almost be a good thing if they're running 60 plays and everyone's getting winded and they got to run guys in and out because it means they're running these plays. Agreed. And, and I'm a believer. I don't think I gave my answer on that. I would like to see Larry Borum get in there. I really do. I just I went back and watched a fair amount of tape of Jason Peters last year. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, um, but he's obviously lost that step. He just doesn't have the power in the run game. He doesn't have the feet that he used to have. He doesn't have the, the, the slide kick step or whatever you call it and the set and the power to hold guys off. His first game last year against, was against Chase Young, and he really struggled. Obviously, it was Chase Young, but um, I just don't have a lot of confidence in him. And another one reason why is, remember when we brought in Orlando Pace? Yes. And we're like, oh, man, we got a Hall of Famer. Right, And right. he came out to practice, and I'm like, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a Hall of Famer now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just afraid that can happen with Jason Peters. Do, do you know what's funny is I talked to a guy, a uh, scout in the league, when Peters was signed, and he said that if you watch him, that he's begun to sort of anticipate the pass rush to the point where – He's almost given away a pass versus a run because he's, yeah. he's he he knows that he can't really deal with speed anymore. Sure. So he's cheating a little bit back, you know. He's and and that it's just a bad for a great player. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here telling you any. I mean, the guy, as you say, he's headed to the Hall of Fame, but he struggled last year. He was injured, and you just worry about him getting out. You know, he's. He's there to get you out of a game, not to start half the season or all the season. Right, right, exactly. That's what I get nervous about, too. And then looking at the tape last year, he's a big man both both years, but he's a bigger man now. And that scares me a little bit about conditioning and just strength and how much football <laughs> he can really play. Because he is, he's, he's large, but he's larger now. <laughs> the, the, the other guy, you know, Elijah Wilkinson was a guy they brought in from Denver, and he was going to be the swing tackle and stuff. I thought he looked like he had a hard time keeping his balance. I, I just don't think – I don't know why you'd ever line him up on the left side. I'm with you on Borum. It seemed like he has some strength and could do some things, might be a better athlete. Um, you know, Tevin Jenkins eventually will be back. Otherwise, they wouldn't have manipulated the roster that way. But you don't know if he's back 
because they want to compartmentalize the injury so it isn't something that carries over another year, or if it's, you know, he's back after five or six weeks and right. he's okay. And then you don't even know if he can play left tackle. He was a right tackle. That, that's the other yeah. one that does. I don't understand. I, if, I, if I drafted him where I drafted him, I'd bring him in to be my right tackle and then eventually move him over to left tackle, kind of like what they were doing with Justin Fields, give him time to mature and figure it out and move his way over there. But I, I didn't understand why you take a right tackle and move him right to left tackle. That, that's, that's a tough move. And then obviously he was injured as well. I, I, I hope, and this is an awful thing to say, I hope he wasn't drafted any higher because of the injury and not because the rest of the league thought he couldn't play left tackle. Because right. that's, you know, when a guy falls to 38, it, it, that's such a premier position. Yes. That if a guy shows that ability, he's usually going higher than that, right? And, yeah, and, and uh, he, he, had a, he, had a, he had a flag on his medicals. I know that yeah. for a fact from, yeah. from a fair, fair amount of guys. And yeah. sometimes you got to take a chance and you hope it, hope it works out all right. But, um, you know, a lot of teams obviously didn't feel that way. The, the, the thing I wanted to ask you just before we get out of here, and mm-hmm. just, you know, I know we're going to get your pick in a second. Um, I guess when you think about age and, and uh, injury on the offensive line versus inexperience at, in the secondary, it's kind of a, they're two different issues. But which one is more disconcerting? To me, it's offense because, you know, I think the defense can get away with running into teams throughout the season, not just tonight, with that dominant front seven they have, and they can, they can cause havoc. But I, I'm more worried about this, this offensive line because we've got to score points. We haven't scored points for four years, and we need to score points. Who are you taking? Well, I think it's obvious after all those question marks I'm taking. That I'll take the Rams. I got to, but I don't think yep. it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be 25-13, and I think it's a game that just kind of steps out of hand and it stays that way, and maybe the Bears score something late to make it look somewhat better. Yeah, I hope so. I hope uh, I hope it's closer than I think it'll yeah. be. I'm going with like I think I picked 31-17. Um, I I'm, I'm just being negative, and I apologize. Here's <laughs> nope. hoping we're here's hoping we're both wrong. Uh, I think Olin also had the Rams. So whenever the public agrees on anything, even people that seemingly know what they're talking about, it's a good thing. So sure. here's hoping it's all it's all the it's all a bad thing, and we will be back. Go watch the game and come back, and Patrick will be here, and I will be with you, Pat, and we will go over everything, and we'll break down all of it. We'll listen to the sound of the game and the whole bit. Can't wait to do that. Patrick, thanks a ton. Tons of fun. Really enjoyed the pregame show. Get ready for more fun. We'll be back right after the game here on The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.